Hi, I'm Isra Kwonga. And I'm Ryan Hunt. And we co-host Stadio, a football podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. If you like soccer or football, make sure you search for Stadio, a football podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, View its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast known as Cheap Heat. We're going to get right into it. Um, we were recording a little bit later today because I had some things going on. And uh, let, let's get this thing criggity crack a from Philadelphia wearing his new uh, Big E footlocker. Oh, yeah. A Wale collab sweatshirt, the physically large, but in that outfit looking physically trim, Stack Eye Greg. That's right. That's why you got It's all about how you do the fabrics, man. You got to cut them right, make you look slender, work yep. the angles. High you know neck, I mean? high neck, not some exactly. loose fitting tank top. <laughs> exactly. Work the uh, angles. And joining us from Los, Los Angeles, California, I was trying to remember the nickname that someone suggested in the email. Uh, 35 at 35 Dipperston, I believe. <laughs> I'm uh I am at Dipper Lago right now preparing for the arrival of that's right, the Dippersteins. <laughs> Your parents. <laughs> that's right. The Dippersteins. Weren't they just there? Like I feel like five minutes ago your mom was puttering around the kitchen while we were doing the podcast. Maybe like, you know, a couple of months ago, but this is the moment, you know, it's a few days before they come. This is the moment where I go through the refrigerator and uh, throw out anything that's expired or embarrassing. Really? You do that Except the international delight, though. You got to keep the international delight. I go, I have to buy a new one because this one got all sticky on the outside and I, God forbid my mother grabs a sticky uh, international delight tube. I'll be, <laughs> nice. I'll be crucified. 
Yeah, you cannot. You absolutely cannot have that. There's definitely uh, well, like a like a mustard or a relish or a few, you know, sriracha aiolis or something in there that are uh, expiring. And, and and tonight is the night that I go through it all. Should we um, should we wish uh, Natalie a happy birthday here? Oh, of course. Let's see if this works. Try this. Shout out to the Virgos. Virgo season. Big Virgo season. That's correct. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. Uh-huh. Whatever that means. <laughs> People love, they love the signs. Oh, yeah. There's constellations oh, yeah. out exactly. there every night. People are looking and wondering galore. Yeah. Like commenting and questioning. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, yeah. Today's the day that, you know, yesterday was the day. All right. She's not answering. But we do send uh, Miss Hatton a happy birthday. We, yes. we celebrated this birthday. Um, so, so I'm taking, we're going to dinner tonight. Okay. okay. We're going to Bond Street. All right. You know, Natalie's favorite place. Gotta yeah, have the overpriced jalapeno tuna, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> the, the sushi, the expensive sushi where when you, you start in your head breaking down the number by piece, you're like, wow, this roll is, is $4 a piece here. You know, the, cra- um, the craziest thing at the, at the sushi place I've noticed because I've been, I've, I've been eating a lot of sushi recently is when you order the, the a la carte just roll. The, oh. the the minuscule amount of meat within the rice. Like if you, if you just order like an a la carte tuna roll, there's just a morsel, a tiny microscopic morsel that's all you of get. tuna. That's all you, that's you mean all if you, you get, get a piece of tuna sushi, just one piece? No, I'm not talking about like the nigiri. I'm talking about like a, a cut roll. What'd you call me? You know? <laughs> Wait, you can you can get a isolated piece of a roll? No, I, I, like um a cut a roll, hand? like a like a regular roll, like um like a like a salmon roll, and then they you know okay little, so you get a sam- pieces yeah the piece the an individual piece within that roll you're saying yes is that that's what you right mean? Oh, okay 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 yeah yeah it's very Gina yeah. and, 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 and by the way it's a complete a complete racket a complete and total racket is the it, ordering an individual piece of shish, sashimi or sushi. Oh, my uh, please. It's seven dollars <laughs> for one piece. The most unsatisfying way to spend six, seven dollars in your let, life. Let me tell you, something. whoever yeah, is running, the mar- whoever is running the market price these days is totally out of line. Whoever, whoever determines market price. We don't know. Who <laughs> that is. We don't know. No, we don't. We don't know who the market price guy is, but whoever is determining the price of uni really needs to, you know, take a step back and, and look at what he's doing to us. By the way, I realized this past week that I made a or huge she. mistake. We all made a huge mistake with the Cheap Heat podcast. Actually, maybe SGG didn't. He's smart. Oh, I, I, I should have absolutely, for this podcast, taken out a PPP loan that would have been forgiven a thousand percent. Yeah, we did. We definitely made a mistake. I didn't like, even think about it either. I, I got to tell you, I, I know I'm an ignoramus. I, I really know that. I, I don't know much about the world. I did not really understand the concept of the forgiven loan. Like I didn't realize, I know people were saying like, Oh, what if you get one of these loans, you'll probably not have to pay it back. And I was just kind of like, I didn't well, want to take the risk. I, my luck. Yeah. And I'm like, and I don't need the money right now. So like, I'm fine. Why would I be a suck on the government? Like that, that seems stupid. I'm, I'm and good. Then you, and then you read the list of all the, the congressmen and senators yeah, and celebrities <laughs> yeah, the, who, who are multi-gazillionaires who got two million for, and I bet the, the term forgiven is really misleading. It, it's not a loan. It, it shouldn't be forgiven. It was given. They were just given. given. Yep. Yeah. Where, did they this were, come? Where, where is this coming from here? What's going on here? Do you mean you didn't see the, the, the other day, like 
five days ago, they put out a list of the political people and celebrities, including Jay-Z, Tom Brady, Reese Witherspoon, Diddy, who got loans in the millions forgiven by the government. So they just took government money. It was just theirs. Give me a couple million more. Thank you. Thank you. I just like can't get over it. I was like, that was an option. You could just say, give me money. I'm keeping it. And I know some people who are smart and did it and got $30,000 in loans forgiven. They just were given $30,000. That's pretty good. Yep. I took my 1200 like a sucker or whatever it was. I don't even, I didn't even get that. How did we move on so quickly from overpriced sushi? <laughs> Sorry, it's all it's all tied up. It's all tied it's into all, it's the all same cash thing. talk, man. It's all and, and cash he, talk. Well, not only that, it's 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 also lost all, cash. <laughs> it's it's also all post COVID talk. The, all these food prices are post COVID nonsense. Yeah. Everything's more expensive. Oh yeah, you can't get the fish anymore. Oh no, the backup on the boats. The, the, you can't get a boat. You can't find a boat. So you there's gasol there's gasoline right now in Beverly Hills. Premium seven ninety nine. Have you hit eight yet? Have you seen an eight yet? I haven't seen an eight. Seven ninety nine is very close to eight, though. So I'm anticipating <laughs> an eight at some point. Yeah. Literally as close it as could basically, be. It basically is eight. Yeah, it's um, eight at Jays. The thing that I wanted to, the nonsensical conversation I wanted to have to start the podcast, though, was not sushi, which is why I moved on. Oh. It was my experience on Sunday for Natalie's birthday at the Banya, the Russian bathhouse. Oh, hey. you got the wrong guy. I can't, I can't talk about uh spas or anything like that i don't do spas i was at a spa saturday actually what kind of spa it wasn't a russian bathhouse it was like you know we went we got a we got a deep tissue massage which which by the way like when when you get a massage you have to know know your threshold i got a couple of deep tissue massages before that were you know comfortable they were good but this one this one i got completely manhandled so i'm I'm stepping it back to moderate manhandled (laughs) by a woman or a man (laughs) by a woman yeah, the deep tissue might be a bit much. By yeah, the yeah, way, I'm going, I'm going down to moderate you, from now on. You'll you'll never see me getting a deep tissue massage. I, I'm, I'm By the way, you at, of all people need a massage, so you're limping and limping. You're I'm crawling. not a, I'm not you're a massage bare. guy. Nothing can fix me. Maybe you should maybe you should be no, a massage guy for one one or two. I'm not. There's no six, rub. It's, it's There's no minutes. rubbing that could do anything to to improve my my uh, really. My so so real quick, anatomy. so professional athletes, professional athletes whose bodies are beat up and hurt. They get the massages all the time because it helps them. But your injuries are of the type that are so severe that no massage can physically help. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I don't have muscle injuries. injuries. That's what I'm hearing. I, what I'm no, hearing. No, you're hearing wrong. There's no muscle problems. There's bone and, and protrusion problems. It, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's whatever. I'm not going to try to convince you to do any of these things that would make you happy. Well, look, it's such a luxury this is, this is typical talk for, for people like us. We don't know what the hell we're talking about. We're talking about things we don't know anything. No, I, I know one thing. Getting a massage is, is a good thing. If you can do it, if you can afford it, if you don't mind having a, a stranger touch you, it's pretty good. But the, the, the Russian bathhouse is nothing like that. The Russian bathhouse <laughs> is, is downtown in the financial district. And I was completely overwhelmed when we got there. Because first of all, Natalie wanted to do this for her birthday. And I had to like fight through my desperation, not wanting to do this to be supportive on her birthday. So I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go. We should go. And at one point she was even thinking about canceling. She was like, I don't know. And I, I'm so proud of myself. I didn't do in the past. I would have taken the the moment of her considering canceling and being like, 
let's just book a restaurant. Okay. Let's just book a restaurant. But I knew deep down it's what she wanted. So I said, no, you shouldn't cancel. Let's do it. But did I, was I excited about the prospect of meeting a bunch of her childhood friends who I've never met before for the first time, half naked in a sauna? A no. This is what <laughs> yeah. you did? Yeah. You met people like a, like a nude meetup? That's what it was. New to Jace. It was, you meet at the place, you go into the locker room, you put on your bathing suit. We have a setup. We ha- they gave us a little setup in this VIP area. There's like a room where you can drink and eat. And like, there's a setup there. And then you walk, you go into the different saunas in different groups and pairings mm. and you, and you get your schwitz on and <sighs> after sweating balls, Profuse, profusely, just insanely I'm, I'm, I'm profusely to my stomach from this, buckets. from this. Then you take then no, no, but speaking of buckets after your sweating buckets, you fill up a bucket of cold water and someone dumps it on your head. Oh, let me tell you, Peter, I'd rather be in a Cuban hotel uh, that you stayed in than, uh, than, than this. Than <laughs> Not this a Cuban house. hotel, Airbnb. The Cuban Airbnb. <laughs> whatever, whatever it was. Okay. It was, I so, got to tell you, it's another thing that you'll never experience. It was fantastic. I, I did not want to do it. I felt awkward about doing it. And the second I dunked, dumped that water on my head in the sauna, I was muscles like, relaxed. Oh, oh fantastic i even did i even did the plunge they have a cold oh, plunge. wow you'll never get me in a plunge in a million years cold <laughs> plunge full you, you, submerge i was fully submerged my life in the cold would, plunge. my life would have to be threatened to such a degree that i would it, it would have to be life or death honestly <laughs> for me to go into a cold plunge life or death it's by the way i know this to be true greg because when we rented a beach house a couple of years ago a, a beach house at jay's it had a pool. Dipperstein would sneak out and turn the temperature to like 115 degrees in the pool. Oh my god! Yeah, I will no not matter go in what, a cold pool. We, we would, we would, we would touch it. Everyone else would come out and go, "Oh my god, this is so warm. It's beautiful." He goes, "It needs to go up more. It needs to go up more." Every <laughs> single the warmest pool I've ever been in. It was like swimming in just a a, a hot body of urine is what it felt uh, like. And he wanted dip, it. Come on. <laughs> But I'll tell you what, Dip. Uh, it's a the, the celebrities on the wall at the um, at the Banya. It's a it's a who's who of people who are showing up and getting naked and walking around this place. It's nuts. Give me a couple of names. <laughs> I could have I could have run into uh, Owen Wilson or Owen uh, Wilson. Yeah, the great uh, Alexander Ovechkin. Um, <laughs> okay, um, Khabib. <laughs> wow! I'll see you. Oh, I'll yeah. see you there. Yeah, exactly. You, exactly. You, you would be plunging and plunging. Trust me, I'm not plunging and plunging. That's not going to happen. I, I don't like my. I don't like to be cold in any way. You know this. I will. I'm, no, no. Way, I'm never coming. I'm never coming to New York in the winter again. I just. I decided that the other day. So you better. Then you got to visit soon. I will. Yeah. I will. So it's, you got like four weeks. I will. <laughs> you guys eight weeks. He has eight weeks till it's cold. Okay. I mean, well, L.A. cold. The New York cold is different. I think sixty. 60 New York is going to hit. No, different. no, he's good. Dip, dip only truly means cold. I believe under 40, right? You don't want to do under 40. You can do 45 or in water. <laughs> it's listen. It's supposed to be amazing for it. Let me tell you one last thing about the uh, Banya. That was interesting. Tell us about the Banya. You drink like between doing all this, you go sit around and you bring, we brought bottles and we were bottle. drinking straight to the face. I was drinking whiskey to How the about, face. Like, was it, oh, so whiskey. I was going to say, was it vodka? Was it? They they, like yeah, different- we, uh, we had vodka too, but we, we, I was drinking whiskey, which is my preference. And I got to tell you, it's a fascinating experience because 
you're sweating so much that you don't feel any of the groggy grossness of the alcohol. All you feel is a little like light and happier, but you're sweating out the toxins immediately. It's all pouring out of your body. So it's a very unique. That's interesting. Sounds like the perfect way to drink. Honestly, it's the, it was, it was one of the nicest drinking experiences I've ever had. And I thought it would be the opposite. I thought you'd get lightheaded and, and want to die. It's not, it feels fantastic. I, I just don't know. I hate the smell of chlorine and the heat and you're stepping on the tile with your bare feet. It's no, 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 no bare feet. Only you got, you're wearing flip-flops the yeah. whole time. You're never taking off the flip-flops. The flip-flops yeah. are going nowhere. But I hear you. It was a little overwhelming. You at go first. into the, the bathroom of- and it's people's feet are wet in there and you got to <laughs> step in the wetness. I, I mean, I just. No, you would have died. I, uh, it's I, not if, for if, me. I mean, I think <laughs> if I wanted to kill Dipperstein, my move would be to take him to an Airbnb in Cuba. And then when we get back, go straight to the Russian banya. That would be <laughs> the end. Good night. Good luck. The end. Uh, all right. Yeah. To the wrestling of it all. SGG, anything going on outside the ring worth discussing? I know there's not a ton this week. Not a ton, but there was some fallout from uh, the AEW issues that we discussed last week. It was reported by Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer uh, Radio, whatever, that there was a talent meeting held by Tony Khan. It was mandatory for all AEW talent and staff, and uh, that at that meeting, he went over some things. He introduced some new um, executive positions, some new talent relations, and then he sort of sort of laid down the law and told talent, stop talking to the dirt sheets stop mm. leaking stories and um it was also i'm apparently in response to a report that wwe reached out to some contracted aw talent he let them know that he wasn't going to stand for it and that he had his attorney send an email a sternly written email to stephanie mcmahon and nick khan to let them know stop tampering with aw talent really yeah how do we know about the stern email he apparently he said it at the meeting and wow. the meeting which he told them not to talk to the dirt sheets and clearly someone went and talked to the dirt sheets because the fact that we're talking about up. it on this podcast it's just so <laughs> crazy to me that people would just constantly put their own television show in jeopardy it's and their own job yeah and their own job who is doing this I, I, we, I, we, we've had I this argument before listen it's most i think i think it's two things I think you have writers for sure who are a problem, but the other problem is talent are very gossipy also. Right. And so they spread it around. I don't know how often the talents, the one calling the dirt sheets, but they still propagate the chit chat. Like they keep it going. They allow for people. I mean, dude, I saw people this week. Okay, I bumped into people. It takes five seconds before they go, uh, hey, did you uh hear about blah blah blah? Like it's it that just exists. <laughs> it's it's part of it's somewhat part of the culture, to be honest with you. But the straight up leaking of things from meetings. There's a big difference between office gossip and leaking to a journalist who can correct. ruin the television show. Correct. Right. So I think they can work in conjunction, but I agree with you. That is very much a problem. I, I, if, if I, if I were, if I was Nick Khan or Triple H or Stephanie, when I took over the first thing, I, I would have had a meeting and laid down the edict about if anyone gets caught leaking anything to anyone, it's death penalty. You're done immediately done. That that's yeah. what, that's what I, I don't care who you are. Cause I, I agree with you. The idea that you could ruin shows is, is it's terrible. It's one of the things that's made wrestling literally less fun for the last 10 years. Maybe the more. internet. Yeah. <laughs> The yeah, internet that everybody knows yeah. everything about everything. And then you can't, 
you can't even get invested in the story because it's already been laid out for you. Not only that they're going to do X, Y, and Z, but that that's going to suck. Because <laughs> they, they never tell you about the awesome stuff that's going to be planned, like, or how that story's going to lay out. It's just like, this and this is this is going to happen. You're not going to like it. And then people people roll with that. Oh, uh, what else have, going on, SGG? Um, it was also reported last night on Raw. We saw that new tag team women's tag team champions were crowned, but um, it was reported that Sasha Banks and Naomi are now listed on the internal roster. So it's possible we might see the former uh, women's tag team champions reappear on uh, Raw or SmackDown at some point very soon. I, I- I got to be honest with you. I I do think I could be wrong, but I do think that the two of these situations coincide with each other because I have nothing against um, uh, um, Aaliyah and um, what's her name? Raquel. Raquel. But I mean, I don't know what they're putting the belts on them for. There's no re- rhyme or reason for it. And so it makes sense to me that Sasha and Naomi would be coming back and they'll now job to Sasha and Naomi. They're an, it's an easy loss. Um, for Sasha and Naomi, you know, with these two having having the titles, yeah, does or, that sound right to everybody? It, that, it that's what I think a lot of people feel that way. Yes, I'm fifty fifty on that though. I feel like, or it could be a possible a possibility that Sasha Banks and Naomi come back, and then they lose to Aaliyah and Raquel to sort of make a new tag team and give them a big high profile win. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I don't see Raquel and and Aaliyah being a big flashy name for, for SmackDown. Oh, well, SmackDown and Raw, right? Because these women's tag team champions pull double duty on both, on both shows. So they'd have to, they'd have to be on or whatever, SmackDown. Yeah. And whatever. Raw. I just don't, I don't know. I don't see that as anything real there. That's not, I don't think that's going to happen, but I could be wrong. I, I could be wrong. I'm usually not wrong, but I could be wrong today. If you have to pick a day, today could be the day. SUG, I, I looked. I looked on, every once in a while. I, I my Twitter when I wake up on a Tuesday morning feeds me all the craziness that has been happening on Twitter the night before, which is usually SGG tweeting somewhere between 30 and a thousand times during the course of an episode of raw. Uh, right. You seemed very unhappy with the tag tournament. I, I didn't know anyone was, uh, I didn't know you were so invested in the tag tournament. You know what though? It's, it's, it's sort of a testament to, to what they've been doing over these past couple of weeks, because no, I wasn't. And then Monday night rolls around and I'm just like, Okay, wow. They put out that video package highlighting the teams before the match. And then I thought about the fact that Dakota and Raquel became NXT Women's Tag Team Champions together, that EO was NXT Women's Tag Team Champion. I was like, okay, one of these women's going to make history. It could be Dakota and EO doing it together. And then I got myself invested right up until that final bell when, when I saw who won. And I was like, ah, oh, boo. But again, like you said, this is step one in the story so you know let it play out see where they go with this it it could lead to something big for um sasha banks and naomi or or all six of these women who are circulating around this belt um or these titles but yeah no they hooked me by the end by the end of the night they did they hooked me and you were that disappointed with the um you you actually tweeted that the triple h honeymoon is over (laughs) i did i did did you see my follow-up tweet (laughs) I didn't understand SGG. You're one of the SGG is one of those people who's so deep on Twitter that I don't even understand the tone half the time of what's being said. It's like there's things built into it. it. I don't even get. Can I talk about this for a second? I want to. Yeah, real quick. What was your follow up? 
No, it was half. It was it was half joking at the honeymoon because it was like, yes, this does suck, and like I knew that the the response online was gonna be so negative. So I just threw a little joke in there with that, and then my follow up was um, the gif of um, the coach of UNC when he goes into the locker room and celebrates with the team. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's going to be me on Friday tweeting like I never said that when I joined everybody else. Happy about a, a, a great episode of SmackDown. Yeah, I just I just didn't understand. Everyone was like super invested. I, I, I don't I don't have strong feelings about Raquel and Aaliyah. I don't really think there's a ton there, but I also didn't care that much. Dip, your thoughts. I want to comment on the Triple H honeymoon period is over comment, which I this week I kind of agree with. I, I think right now, if you're watching both shows, and of course, SGG will disagree with me, there's only one something. And that one something is Dexter Loomis. Yeah, I will disagree with you. I mean, I'm getting a little comfortable now. I mean, they put they put Johnny Gargano immediately into a program with with Austin Theory, which I love that combo of, of workers together. I love that. It's going to be an amazing matchup whenever it happens. But... I don't know. I'm starting to settle into boredom here a little bit this week. And I just sort of like found myself doing some significant fast forwarding throughout the show. I like, you know, the Sami Zayn thing I like a lot. I think that's good, but I'm not 100% confident. It's it's just going to amount to KO and Sami becoming a tag team and, and facing off against the Usos, which is an awesome feud. And I'm really into it. And I think that <laughs> but it doesn't it qualify as something. No, I don't think it's, it's something. I don't know. That's if it's something, something to me. That's something to me. That's something, something to me. Adjacent. It's something adjacent. I would say it's something of Jay's, but the only true <laughs> something, something the only true something is the Dexter Loomis intrigue. Like what's he doing there? And it seems sort of like a a plus storyline sort of off the beaten path a little bit. And I'm, I'm definitely interested in it. But other than that, even though everyone is sort of has their own feud, which is exciting, which I talked about last week as, as something significant, that's a change. Um, I also feel like it's just said, you know, I'm, I'm going to need it to keep up, keep up the intrigue and the interesting stuff. The other thing that I that uh, Did, was Gargano was, not on the show at all last night. No, he in was a, in a pre-tape. And Riddle, Riddle Rollins is something he t- they t- they made they haven't had a one-on-one match yet, and they made that like blood feud super grudge match worthy from the the fight in the parking lot I to I, the the promo backstage to the promo to the the hot you're, mic. You're right. Of the promo. You're, you're right. There's just something about it that's not working for me. I don't okay. know why. It doesn't. It's not that interesting to me, and for some reason, even though I love I, both guys, I know I'm. I'm kind of with Dip. I don't know I'm, why. I'm it's like grasping to somehow care the way they got there. Somehow the way they got there uh, took me a little bit out of it in some way. I, I don't know why. It's just confusing. I don't really know what they dislike about each other. Do you? Well, here, let's hear. This is from last night. Here we go. Show him once and for all who the man around here really is. <laughs> well, Seth. I'm going to prove to you that there's only one man in your marriage, and that's Becky, bro. Talk about my family, now let's talk about your family. Oh, wait, you ain't got one because your wife divorced you and took your kids, and they don't want to see your ass anymore, huh? What did you just say? Yeah, you heard me. Like, like what? <laughs> Where are you? I'm here. Come find me. Dude, you don't get I'm not going to beat you up. I'm oh, going to oh, you up, bro. Oh, Where the oh, are you? All right. Where come, are you? Come find Where me. Dude, you don't get I'm gonna smash your face in. Yeah, yeah. Keep playing games, bro. Keep playing games. We'll fuck you up. Um, I thought that was almost good. Yeah, almost. I (laughs) I, (laughs) almost good. What I didn't like about it, it was um, 
I liked Riddle. Riddle seemed convincing, like actually angry, but the way they cut it together was they were two on top of each other. It didn't have any natural conversation flow to me. That's but like, why do they, well, why I don't they think it was a natural other? conversation? What's the right? Like for what is the hatred? Why the do hatred? they hate each other? Do we know Greg? Well, there's some, some out, some old outside the ring as to why they hate each other. And I think Rollins alluded to it. Um, before, which is, um, I believe, Riddle or Riddle's wife made some comments about Seth and Becky that Seth particularly did not take well, um, took know. it as as very disrespectful. Yeah, but that's not the story they're going That's not with. the story they're building. It's just like a comment way within the story. Right. That's not the story they're building on screen. On screen, they just happen to hate each other for whatever reason. Mm, not good enough from for, for Mr. Dipperstein. I just texted Matt Camp, who remembers everything that happened, and said, why did uh, Riddle and Seth start hitting each other again? There was some sort of involvement. Seth Seth butt into something, I feel like, with with RK Bro at the end, of, like when Randy like went out. And Seth did injure, quote-unquote, injure Riddle, put him on the shelf. They had a uh-huh. brawl at SummerSlam. They never really got to the one-on-one match. I, I hear, I hear you, Dip. I I'm not you. nitpicking. I just don't. I, I just. That's what you're here to do, man. Yeah, yeah. Don't you don't have to come at me, bro. Yeah, no, no, yeah you're no, absolutely you're nitpicking. Here to nitpick. your people, people Whatever. are talking. They're saying you're nitpicking. You got. Yeah, that's what you're picking and picking. That's what that is. What you're here for. Um, but I will say this about that promo though. The audio doesn't do it justice, and because like if you watch the video of that promo, the moment Matt Riddle. Mentions Becky's name, Seth's face completely changes. Like he gets dead serious, and then he gets super personal with Matt Riddle, and that's when like you can see a a, a switch flip. Here's here's in the Seth's can I just, face. Let me let me, just, let me just say another thing. I don't want to talk about the fact that they're married unless they're a character on screen together as like a couple. Okay, like how dead is kayfabe? When you have them, like they have two completely different characters, they're two completely different people, and we're not. And they're mentioning that they're married. To me, that's annoying. I know that they've done it historically a couple of times, but like in this day and age, you keep kayfabe a tiny, like a little bit. <laughs> like you Why said, kayfabe is dead. Kayfabe's not Lazarus. It's been dead. I know, but but I just, you know, they're both lunatics in their own way, character-wise. Can they just come together and be like the ultimate heel that you could immediately catapult Seth Rollins into the a like the 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 picture title again? The picture title, the the title <laughs> picture again. If you have Becky Lynch and Seth as an on screen couple, that would be awesome, don't you think? I mean, yeah. Not to mention the mixed the, the mixed tag battle between them and Bianca and Montez would probably be the best mixed tag story of all time. Yeah, be great. That would be that would be something. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, 
you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Jedi are being murdered. Now streaming, Star Wars Returns, only on Disney+. Plus. I didn't do it, believe me. She was my student. Let me be the one to bring her in. Now she is a student of the dark side. An acolyte. Star Wars The Acolyte. New episodes Tuesdays, only on Disney+. Plus. I don't think there's a ton of something at this second on Raw. I'm with you. Um, I am, I have to tell you though, I, I'm, I'm on the other side of you dip on Sammy. I'm, for, I'm thoroughly enjoying the honorarios. I, I think it's. <laughs> I said it's, I said I liked it. I said it's. No, you said, but you didn't, you said it's not quite something. I think it's something. I think the something. Sammy thing, they're something. paying off something that at one time I was worried was literally just going to disappear. He was going to wear the shirt for a month and then we never hear about it again. <laughs> yeah. I am truly enjoying this, this run for Sammy and they have a good dynamic there with him only getting along with Jimmy and not Jay. You don't like really that. know where Roman's at. It's, I like that too. Yeah. There's a lot of nuance in there. I think this is really fun and, and it gives Sammy. Now you're right. It probably is going to lead to Sammy and KO again, but at least if we're finally going to get Sammy and KO, let's be honest, they're going to get there through a story. It's right, not going to be one day they just go, you know, we're what, bro? friends. They, they cut to them backstage and they go, you know, what we should do is tag up tonight. And then that's it. No, like, yeah. at least they're trying to get them back together in a story. I'm not yeah. mad at it. Okay. I will say I, this too about Sammy jumping. and KO. Mm-hmm. As far as Monday, <laughs> KO would have 100% if the roles were reversed bash Sammy's brains in with that chair on orders of whoever. So it feels like Sammy is loyal to a fault here. (laughs) Like right now it's loyal to the bloodline. There was some loyalty to KO, but if if the roles were reversed, I don't doubt for a second that Sammy would have got cracked with that chair. All right, let's talk about Roman and Drew. Uh, About Roman and Drew? Yeah. What do we, what do we think? What's happening on Saturday? I mean, listen, is there I, a chance that he, lo- that, that Roman loses to Drew McIntyre? I, I think so. I think, you so. think there's a chance or you think that he, or are you saying there's a 100% chance? I, not a 100% chance. I think if I was a betting man, you would bet for on the Drew. first time I would put money on Roman to lose. Okay. Um, and now actually, before I say that, though, it all depends on what happens with killer cross this week. If well, you don't see him on, that's, it all depends on that. Sorry. I, I don't think, okay, here, here's what it, no, here's why I'm going to rescind what I just said. I apologize. 
I forgot last Friday's was not the go home. Right, that's right. They right. have another this Friday. Yes, correct. The, the beatdown and pulverization that Drew got last week, had that been the last SmackDown before a clash, I would have picked Drew to win. However, there's another week, and I'm curious to see how it ends between them on Friday. They already taped it, I think, but I I'm think curious did, yeah. to see how it ends on Friday. That, uh, I think, I'll, will be telling. I'll say this about the Drew, Drew taking a beatdown, though, is that with Roman... That hasn't mattered because you remember that feud with KO for three months through three pay-per-views, smack down everything. KO would get smacked up on every smack. And there's, there's one where he's like, Roman spends the whole episode backstage just beating the shit out of KO. And then the pay-per-view comes and then he beats him at the pay-per-view. So Drew, Drew getting beat down. I got news for you though, Shuji. Here's the thing. I, I don't even think you can even compare Drew and KO. KO was fed to Roman. Drew's not completely, being completely. I don't think. Yeah, completely. I, you, I think we all agree. <laughs> Drew is as formidable a threat basically as there is for Roman Reigns in the company. So he is. He, I'm, I'm 50, this, 50 on it. Though. I, I don't know. I really don't know who is going to walk out with those titles. And I got to say, I like it that way. I really do. Cause that yeah. means that, that, that I could just be a fan. No, what time I, I'll, is I'll this going to be on? What time oh, are we talking for you? About? You're, you'll yeah. be at it. Uh, 9 a.m., right? 9 a.m. Like a vault in hell. Well, no, I think the kickoff's at noon, right? Yeah. Are you doing it? Yeah, I'm doing it from Stanford. Mage. Yeah, here's, Mage. Here's, here's, I mean, <laughs> but like, I, I think that this t- the topic of your of your points that you make during the thing should be like, this is, this might be the like truly first time that we, we, think that he might drop the belt you know i, I th- yeah no, i mean I, I, I that's i think there's a way for me to express that i, I will think express I, that last I time think, i talked about lesnar beating him and i was wrong i was gonna say isn't that only but, true in hindsight right because those times when he faced brock lesnar we really thought he might he might lose the belt so this wouldn't be the first time that it feels that way it's one of few times that it feels that way though because even with goldberg and ko and and seth and edge and everybody else it really didn't feel like he was gonna drop it until it was uh, Lesnar and Drew. I don't know. I think that, I think Karrion Cross, interf- I'm still going to stand by this, depending on what happens on Friday. Karrion Cross interferes, costs Drew the match, and it becomes a Drew Karrion Cross situation. Karrion Cross goes over Drew and then heading into, I don't know, it's August, heading into Survivor Series. You have a Carrion Cross Roman Reigns feud. That's my prediction. What are your thoughts? I've got lots of thoughts. Oh, yeah, fine. <laughs> um, no, I think I think that could be I think that could be how things play out. That we that in one way or another, Cross is the determining factor in what happens at Clash. But I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. And and here's my question: If Drew doesn't win do we then all believe the person who's going to win it will happen at wrestlemania like is this the last no. best chance i think it depends on when we see cody and what they do with uh rollins after he's done with riddle Those i think two it's question- a, it's cody it's Co- cody 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 may beat roman at, at, at wrestlemania if it's not or before <laughs> or before Pro- cody probably wants it at wrestlemania though let's be honest 
I mean, yeah. he would. W- wouldn't you think? I think it's going to be The Rock, though. I think I don't it, think he loses to The Rock, but I think that The Rock, it's Rock and Roman. I do. I mean, they did sort of indicate it on the TV show. But that, that we we sort of downplayed that. Like it wasn't that big a deal. It's just on Young Rock. But I don't know, man. That's that was a lot to throw in there in his TV show to be like, oh, one day I wonder if they'll have a match at WrestleMania. Like that was a <laughs> yeah. that was a lot of foreshadowing for something that's not legit. That that is true. What about the possibility of him having two matches at WrestleMania? I like that possibility. I Cody do. Cody one night, The Rock the next. That's what I said. I said he should have Cody for the WWE title on on Saturday. And The Rock for the Universal title on Sunday. Or yeah, actually, I'd go, I'd go I, reverse. I love that. I love I that. go reverse. I give him The Rock on Saturday, and he wins. And then he talks that ish going into Sunday, and then loses on Sunday night to Cody. And Cody has his moment. You just Even better. It. You just booked it. Even better. Thank you. That's, that's I booked it. it. That's All it. Right. Rock Saturday, Cody Sunday. Good night. Good luck. The titles are split. The reign of terror ends to some degree, but he still maintains his power. Yeah. The rock, and the rock rides off into the sunset. Good night. Good luck. So he has one rock, belt. rock on Saturday. Let's rock go home, be a family man on Sunday, spend time with his kids and all that. See, it's perfect. See, rock Saturday is better. That's right. He gets to have a cheat day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cause we know he's not going to miss that. We know how he so feels about that. So that's, that's how you separate the belts. That's how you separate of course, one each night at WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll come up with something sooner, but I truly think what we're poised for here is a Cody Royal Rumble return. Wins the Rumble, calls out Roman. Uh, Here's what we get. Here's what we get the night after the Rumble. Cody calls out Roman. That's who I'm getting. As they're in the middle of doing their thing, if you smell, the rock comes out. (laughs) The three of them in the ring, rock, Roman, Cody. What are we going to do? Blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, then we know what happens after that. Then at that point, Adam Pierce walks out and says, um, we're going to do that right now <laughs> at WrestleMania. That's this. But I, I listen, I don't know if it'll actually play out that way, but I'll it tell should. you, I think it's, I think it would be pretty good. And I got to say, though, Adam Pierce is not the authority figure for that monumental of an announcement, though. It feels like Stephanie or Triple H or somebody has to come out and make that. I agree. I agree. <laughs> you cannot say to Adam Pierce. Yeah, no disrespect might... to Adam Pierce. And we're going to have this. This is not right fair. Now. No way. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, the, maybe for some reason the AEW commentators are come out. Next week on Dynamite. <laughs> well, no. we, talk about, we can talk about AEW for a minute we if you can. want. I, can I, can I, we? I owe you an apology dip. I owe the Cheap Heat Universe an apology. Um, I came on here last week and I said that because of a promo, I acted like I'd never seen this before. Like I like yeah. I've never watched wrestling before. I watched one promo. I let it get me all excited to come on here and say that this match is instantly must see. And then the match that we got <laughs> did not at all live up to the moment. And I gotta say, Dip, you were absolutely correct. In what? That it just I was I was hyping it too much. That it was it was that it was a little bit it's a little bit too much dip on the chip for me come out and say that this match is instantly gonna be must see and and blah blah blah. Because Moxley because Moxley Moxley won back. (laughs) No, because it was in five minutes. Moxley squashed him. Yeah. 
What are, so what did you so, so we know how SGG feels dip. What did you think of the squash? I think it shouldn't have been in the middle of the show. It was like a ridiculous thing, <laughs> yeah. you know, like if you're going to do it, at least end the show with it. Yes. My whole thing, my whole like focus right now in AW is how good Chris Jericho looks every week. I'm like, that's wow. unbelievable. He, he's aging backwards. He's Benjamin Button. It's 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 pretty incredible. There's something going on. Yeah, he, he looks fantastic. You know, other than that, I mean, there's not much really to discuss at the moment. I like. I also Ricky's- do. I also do pop for Jericho's insisting that uh, who, who's he having the thing with? Who's the kid he's having? Daniel the thing Garcia. With right now? Daniel Garcia. I, I love him insisting that Daniel Garcia must be called a sports entertainer. <laughs> I, th- I think it's silly, <laughs> but it's very funny. Is that what the, ch- is that what the chant was? Yes. What was the you're chanting? A, you're a wrestler. Okay. And he's going, he's a sports entertainer. And they're going, yeah, they, you're a wrestler. The crowd is pretty fair. The crowd is so hot every week. It's dynamite. Yeah. It's so uh, th- th- that's, I would, I think that's a tough thing to argue with. There's no denying that. Listen, the people who watch it can have different feelings on it. That crowd who pays to go to Dynamite every week, they are excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, about, I, so, so, so sorry, God. No, I don't understand the squash. I just, well, I, I'm trying to figure out what the benefit is to the match playing out that way. Especially if they don't have a, like, all out your biggest show. Your world champion has to be on the show. He doesn't have to be in the last match. He doesn't even have to be defending the title, but especially after like making him the undisputed AEW world champion, you have to have something for Mox and it has to be interesting. And I don't know how they, how they give us something because the show I believe is this weekend. It's on Sunday night. How no, do they I give us I something next week? Is it? What's today? Oh, you're right. It is all wait. All out is a week from Sunday, right? Yeah. Or it's no, Sunday. It's Sunday. No, it's Sunday. Oh, because it's the, they do all, they always do it on the three day weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, they do it on Labor Day. Oh boy, they gotta give us something tonight. So, so, well, not tonight. Well, Wednesday night. So, hmm, what would they, they haven't announced anything for a title match for? No. Well, there's. I mean, how would you not have a title match? <laughs> Stranger things have happened. And it's and not, it's, it's not going to be CM Punk. This is the go home on Wednesday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Um, what are your teas? I, uh, I have no teas. <laughs> I have no teas. <laughs> I love Ricky. I like Ricky Starks. I like powerhouse Hobbs. I know. We know. We know how you feel about powerhouse. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, one day I would like to achieve a body type uh, like Powerhouse Hobbs. Oh, you're on your way. I think what do you absolutely- think it would take? Yeah, yeah. What would it take for me in the next in twelve months to look like Powerhouse Hobbs? What would the regiment have to be? Well, first of all, you'd have to grow seven inches. Forget no, no, no to, all right, so good to become Powerhouse Dipperstein. <laughs> he said, seven inches done. I'll do it. To become Powerhouse Dipperstein, to have the the muscular the broadness and, and, and muscular physique that powerhouse Hobbs has what needs to happen. SGG, what do I have to eat? I just see a shaman. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what other options you have. This has to happen. You're asking SGG, who last week said he would immediately switch body types with Ahmed Johnson at any point. <laughs> he doesn't know what to I'm do. A, I'm, I think I'm completely switch yeah, no, topics. I'm going to completely switch <laughs> topics because I feel like it. Okay, because I'm a, I'm a great wrestling podcaster. Um, yeah. I'm very excited for the WrestleMania one um, rivals. No, no, or, it's uh, uh, the, it's the biography. It's the biography. biography. Yeah. I love WrestleMania one stories. I got to tell you, I, I watched this one. Highest love. Uh, Fantastic. It's very mage. It wow. has a lot of things. I don't remember. It has a lot of stuff in it. Also appearances from greats like Peter Rosenberg, but it's, oh, he's like, a it's, yes, <laughs> I didn't realize you were good. like sitting in like pajamas at Jace in these, like in your living room. <laughs> I'm know, not in pajamas like, of Jace. I'm in my crew neck. <laughs> it's loungewear. <laughs> oh, yeah. Loungewear confirmed. It's, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. An AG crew neck is not loungewear. I need you to sit up a little bit more in these. You got to sit up next time a little bit more. Uh, you can. Uh, you look crazy sitting up too close. Like you can't. You don't want to be. Yeah, I'm you, not saying I, you're I, slouched, but you know, I don't. I gotta be every single time you're on camera. I, I gotta be there. Actually, he complains about yeah, everything I do. There's nothing I, I can do. You gotta fix that. You gotta move that. You gotta. It, it, it's you're, it you're perfect, being interviewed. We, you're being interviewed for two and a half hours. You you do right. what you do. Now listen, it's also about the shot they choose. Like when they, for example, the other day Sam was in uh, the Ray one a lot. Every mm -hmm. shot they had of Sam was so close that the way he was sitting didn't even matter. All you right. could see was his head. I know, I know. With you have me, to be conscious, though. You know, but I, I like that they got the shot of the jukes box and the back. I think they like the look of my apartment, so they keep the wide shot. <laughs> who doesn't, by the way? It's a great point. It's, yeah, it's I, a fantastic yeah, point. I'm gonna, you know doesn't? what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a professional futzer come over. And I'm going to hire a and futzer futz? to, futz with, to come futz with things. By the way, I think I, I, you've barely watched Smack Talk. I think if you did, you would really like my outfits and seating position. I at least watch <laughs> to see what the outfits are. <laughs> you watch the beginning to see what I'm wearing. That was a pain. I had to bring so many outfits at one time. But Honestly, uh, I, I, lo I love Smack Talk. I think it's fun. I think you all do a no, really yeah, good I job agree. with it. I think it's really good. And it's I, I really nice you, I, to see, see the graphic in the, the tile in the in the streaming service oh i know with, with our picture isn't it nice to see that uh, it's great it's great i love it i'm excited to do another season of it and i do wish though here's what i think they should do well i guess they couldn't do it but I, maybe they could i think the whole lineup should be earlier i think the lineup should be like seven o'clock so you get to smack talk at 10 not 11 um or 7 30 you do run the biography at 7.30. Then from 8.30 to 9, you get smack talk just about the biography and previewing the rivals that then starts at 9 o'clock. Mm -hmm. I see. What do you think about that? Yeah. I like that. I, I think like you that. break up You break up the 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 doc, the doc parts with a, a nice lead a little for the next one. For, uh, then you, and you get hyped to watch another doc. But like it obviously, of course, it would give us more viewers, which I would enjoy as well. But so anyways, I'm very curious. We'll, we'll see what happens uh, at all out. Um, if they find a title match for Mr. Moxley, but interesting that after all that stuff, we talked punk ended up just getting his ass beat. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that means anything, you know, like I hope it, I hope it doesn't mean that he came back too early and they just had to get the title off of him. Nobody sold um, quickly. See, because he, he sold it extremely well. If he's not hurt, 
Well, yeah, we know. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he re-injured anything. I think he did sell it extremely well, but I think that it's possible that um, he couldn't go for like a good 20-minute match, 20, 30-minute world title match. And he, he knew he wasn't going to be ready for All Out. So they were just like, rather than do that at the pay-per-view, let's just do it on TV, get the title off him, and then figure something else out for Mox. But the problem is they have days now to figure something out that is going to be mage. Yeah. Confirmed. Um, all right. Should we, can we take a couple uh mailbag things here and, uh, and do a very quick, uh, Shad Gaspard, black power rankings. I got two oh, yeah. minutes, boys. Uh, black, and I'm black, Short intro. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. What do we got? I SGG, got Rick- you're up. Oh, okay. Oh, dip. You're up. Go ahead. I love Ricky Starks promo on powerhouse Hobbs. I got to give it to, to Ricky Starks. I'm a giant Ricky Starks mark. I, 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 you really are. There's something going on. He's major, yeah, dude. He's a star. Yeah, he's got a future. The kid's got a future. No, he he does. Let's be honest. People, are, people, are feel, people are feeling. I, I'm sensing. I'm sensing He's that. got great mic skills. His in-ring work is fl- basically flawless. He's mage, dude. He's a, he's a next generation star for sure. This generation star, but we'll carry it into the next generation. SGG? I'm going to give it to Lil Scrappy. That's right. Hip-hop artist Lil Scrappy, who okay. appeared at an event for a Battle Slam, which is a a pro wrestling uh, promotion out of Atlanta. Their Twitter bio says, this is where pro wrestling and hip-hop collide for showcase events that hit different. He had a match, and uh, I saw some clips, and I got to say, he's not bad. Um, He hit a clean rock bottom, a a beautiful attitude adjustment, um, a nice suplex. Um, I got to say, Little Scrappy can go. Wow. Really? <laughs> the clips, the the short, it was a short clip. And I don't believe this was his first time in the ring. I'm pretty sure um, I've seen clips of him in the ring before. No, there was a thing going around at some there point. Were. I remember that. And there was should something I be, with him and should I be considering? Jay? Should I be considering trying to like manage Little Scrappy? I think so. I think so. I don't I know. Mean, hey, you, you listen, you're a former 24 7 champion. You, you had success in the WWE. Um, who knows? Maybe you can appear at Money in the Bank. He can he can walk out to his theme music, Money in the Bank, and, and win the Money in the Bank briefcase with you by his side. I mean, I feel like now it, for, for my Black Power ranking, it's actually not a ranking, it's a it's a it's a question about a black <laughs> talent that I've always okay. an answer to. Um, where the hell our MVP in Omas? You know, I I don't know. I don't love this. When were they last on TV, SGG? I think it was right after Money in the Bank was the last time they were on TV. They had a couple of a couple of matches. I thought MVP posted yesterday a picture of them at the building. There is a picture of them, yeah, from 10 hours ago. I don't know if that means they were there and got pulled off the show. I'm I'm confused, but I will say I'm a little worried, you know, like this is since they got a good thing going. They have a good thing going. There's opportunity here. And since the 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 change at WWE, there has not been there have just not been a lot of MVP Omos sighting. So I, I hope they get back on TV soon because I'm a I'm a fan of both. I thought I thought Omos was really going the right direction under MVP's legit tutelage. Same. They would, I thought they were doing really well. 
Um, all right. Before we get up out of here, a couple of mail. Dan says, what up, Foundation? Heat Foundation, huge fan of the podcast. Really appreciate all the free content over the years. We approached two years of Roman as champion. I was thinking, who would be the one to dethrone him? How great would it be if it was Jay Uso to take the title off Roman? Imagine we're post-WrestleMania. Roman has just beaten Rock to leave no doubt he's head of the table. And the Usos have just lost the tag titles to Sammy and KO. Roman calls out Jimmy and Jay for letting the family down. And we're right back to where we started. Jay versus Roman. With Roman threatening to kick Jay out of the family. Jay says Roman's out of control and asks for one more match at SummerSlam for the title. will leave the family forever. Jay, the ultimate underdog babyface, upsets Roman. And Jimmy and Jay embrace before being joined by Roman leaving for Hollywood, but asking Jay and his brother uh, to carry on the family legacy while he's gone. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I mean, it would, it would require another six months of Roman past where people, people thought he dropped the titles at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. But I mean, to see Jay Uso get that look, I I wouldn't hate it. I, I, I agree. I'd put that right there on the list of things that would intrigue me. I would love if Jey Uso. That would be so Especially shocking. Full circle, so full circle too. Like they said, like we and end up it, right back where we started. Um. All right. This one is from Mail. I don't want to botch his name. How would you pronounce the name? S A I F E. Saif. 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 Okay. Hope I didn't get your name wrong. I apologize. Uh, hello, gentlemen. Big fan of the show since the beginning. Back when the Masked Man was a Grantland. Uh, I wonder what you gentlemen think about Cody's role with Triple H. Based on the history of Triple H telling Cody he's basically a mid-card guy. And that pretty much was when he left and made a bigger name for himself. Then breaking the throne gimmick in AEW. What do you gentlemen think? Um, <laughs> I think that I think that their, their relationship has been rocky. I, I absolutely think that. I also think it doesn't matter at this point because yeah. A, I think Cody's so over, even if Triple H hates the idea of it, I don't think it makes a difference because Triple H is going to do what's best for the company. And I think Cody probably showed up here with a whole new, you know, uh, Cody's attitude. attitude seems to be like, I'm down for the team. I just want us to win. Let's go. Yeah. And I think if it was rock, if their relationship was rocky, I think it might've been more on Cody's end than on Triple H's end anyway. Because, like, Triple H had other talent that was prioritized ahead of Cody. And sure, it might have taken some effort to get Cody... Like, Cody might have been able to get there in WWE with some effort. But if he didn't want to... Why put it in if he had other people that he was already working on that were already proven? He probably didn't feel the value of, of doing that. So now that Cody's gone out and proven himself to be a major player, especially after these last run of matches in WWE before he got injured. Triple H was in the meetings and he heard how people spoke about Cody. He sees how people respond to Cody. He gets the reports. He He's well aware that Cody is a proven commodity now, even if he didn't see that for him back then. So I don't think that anything is going gonna, is gonna to hold Cody back. I don't think Triple H being in charge of creative is going to hold Cody back um, at all. Because like you said, he he will do what's best for business. All right, one more. Mail. Steve asks, hi, Brand Schmier. Oh, by the way, um, Matt Camp has re- replied. Uh, Seth Seth attacked him after a loss. That's what I that's what I thought it was. Just okay. like a random in-ring thing. So Seth was being petty. 
Yeah, just Seth being Seth. It wasn't anything crazy to get there. Um, Okay, hi, Brand Schmier. OMFG, what did I just witness on AEW Dynamite? Was it the consensual (laughs) screw job? Does this mean that in a fortnight we're going to see Punk entering the stage on another franchise? He said the consensual screw job. (laughs) I see. (laughs) It's an interesting way to put it. It did. It did sort of feel like that. It did. did No, I don't. Sort of. I don't think we'll see the Punk in WWE, or maybe maybe somewhere else. Maybe Impact. I don't know, but I feel like the door is shut on WWE. Um. Okay. Last. uh, Last one, last, last one. Um, this is Mike in Toronto. It's official. Drew has received the whole video package treatment. After seeing them document the journey on SmackDown and knowing how much WWE loves their video packages, I officially think Drew will be the one to take the title off, off Roman. Let's break it down. Even if they get Roman versus Rock at Rania, it would make zero sense for The Rock to be to dethrone the head of the table. The Rock ain't returning again after Mania to defend the title. That really leaves either Cody or Drew to take down Roman. Why not Cody versus Drew as one main event at Mania for the title and Rock versus Roman as the other in a non-title match? In the words of the immortal dip, what are your thoughts? The only problem I have with the pod is it's not longer. You guys are the best and a highlight of my week. Rosenberg schmears for life. Mike in Toronto. (laughs) Um, Oh, I should say this. Speaking of which, Jonathan Goldberg reached out to me and I have not written him back yet. He wanted to discuss the cream cheese. Uh. He's he said he's a chef and a product developer. Um, just listen to this cheap Pete and immediately started getting ideas when the group started kicking around the cream cheese gimmick. Whether you're interested in white labeling a product, when you purchase wholesale and add your own branding, think Trader Joe's or Whole Foods, or you want to come up with your own thing, I'd love to talk about helping you put this together. I've worked in marketing capacities for X brand and X brand. And this is a serious email. Hit me back with a reply. And if you want this to be, we can grab coffee or a beer. Uh, Yeah. uh, John, I just texted. I just emailed you back. Let's let's talk. I I think the cream cheese thing is is a good gimmick. I think it's a go. I think it really is. (laughs) I really think it is. Um, And then next next year when we do uh, beers and smears, we can make sure that the smears are on point. Exactly. (laughs) You said it. We can't go to LA and disrespect. <laughs> no, but I got to say too, um, Drew getting the video package. I don't know, man, because I remember distinctly um, Samoa Joe had a championship opportunity. And right before that championship opportunity, they released a whole network documentary on him. And as we know, Samoa Joe was not a world champion in WWE. Same thing with Nakamura. He got a network documentary. He got video packages going into his matches with AJ Styles and gender, Nakamura also never held a world championship in WWE. Now, Drew is different. Drew's already a two-time champion, but I don't think the video package itself, as well done as it was, is uh, is the tell. I don't think that's them tipping their hand. I think I think we're gonna have to see how it plays out on Saturday. Yeah, I agree. I, I like I like the ideas, but I that's I I think we gotta wait and see. Um, All right, guys, I hope everyone enjoys Clash of the Castle. When you wake up on Saturday and you're having your bagel and schmear, throw on the kickoff show. I'll be on there with Matt Camp and Jackie Redman. It's professional. And then I hope everyone has a wonderful Labor Day, enjoys Clash of the Castle, enjoys All Out. Worlds Collide, NXT, don't forget about that. Oh, NXT Worlds Collide? Which day is that? I'm pretty sure that's Sunday. Sunday, oh, wow. 
<laughs> lot going on. Um, oh, yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Uh, SUG, stay mage. Enjoy yourself, P. I would like to introduce. Shout out to that guy, Greg. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mage. <laughs>